Welcome back to Rad Dads, a podcast where your host, Micah Sherman, interviews some of the coolest dads I know who have a big heart for their families and an even bigger love for Jesus. Today's episode is unique in that I will be interviewing two new dads at once from very different backgrounds. Our verse of the episode is brought to you by Proverbs 28.1. The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. Grab your coffee and let's get started. Welcome back to Rad Dads, everybody. This is the fifth episode for Rad Dads. Um, and uh, super pumped to be able to interview two of uh, my really close friends today. We're going to get right into it, um, starting with a scouting report, gentlemen. Uh, the scouting report. If you've ever listened to our to the podcast, you might not have. This could be your first um, uh, engagement in the podcast. Nick's got um, quite a social media presence. So yeah. yeah. He found a lot. <laughs> so the scouting report is where I've done already my research, and I get to brag about you guys. You can correct me if any of the information is wrong. Some of it might, may have come from your wives. All right. So one of our guests is Nick Bast, um, one of my groomsmen. I was also one of his groomsmen. Uh, he is in his third year of residency at Riverside University Health System. Yes. As a DO, I had to look up what DO means, Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine. I'm on a roll right here. Got his medical degree at Western University. Uh, USC alum. Go Trojans. Fight on. Uh, one of the best wedding dancers I've ever seen. Family game night master. Um, your wife says you're diligent, charismatic, loving, giving, spirit-filled, and hope maybe to be the USC doctor someday. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds like it. Welcome to the show, Nick. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And then our other guest is uh, none other than Joshua Buckley, also one of my groomsmen, and I was one of his groomsmen, so good time to to have a conversation here. Uh, he graduated at Auckland University. He is the vice president at Control Air Enterprises, which is pretty awesome to know that I have a friend that's a vice president of, of anything, really. Um, he, uh, one of my most loyal friends, uh, incredibly intentional, um, others focused, can tickle the ivories like nobody's business, and a maximizer, um, which I mean by that is someone who has a gift for making things better, whether that is whether that's connecting people, solving a problem, uh, offering great advice, and making a funny situation often even funnier. Sometimes it, extremely funny. Did you look at personality profiles or something? I'm doing my work. My work. All right, doing my work. It's got ours. Also intentional, <laughs> devoted, adventurous, kind. This is from your wife. And a fun fact about Josh is that the top. Of one of your fingers is the size of a small child. Is that true? <laughs> that is very misleading, but yes, I cut off the top of my finger when I was like seven, and I, they stitched it back on. There you go, Doctor Nick. Oh, nice. And it never grew. So and it's a little eight-year-old's finger at the top of my finger. The little yeah, little finger. In, yeah, index. <laughs> that, is actually, yeah. <laughs> that is really funny. Let's just move on from that. <laughs> and you, you may hear his accent. He is from New Zealand, but you've lived in the states for a while now. Yep. Um, and so I'm going to pass it off to you guys now, uh, if you could kind of tell us, um, a little bit about your family, uh, you guys are both rad dads, right? That's why you're on the show because you are a dad and you have children. Um, so kind of how old your children are and, uh, both new dads, at least in this last year, you guys are new dads. So Josh, you could start us off 
and then I'll pass it over to Nick. Yeah, I uh, I have a 10-month-old. His name is Levi. Uh, he is a champion. Love that kid. He's our first child. And uh, my wife, Jenna, is a stay-at-home mom and has such an incredible job, and I don't know how she does it, but yeah, that's that's our little family, family of three. Cool. Awesome. Welcome. All right. Nicola, Nicholas Bast. Yeah, so uh, Boston is our little ball of energy. He's uh, 13 months old. He born January 5th, 2022, you know, during the crazy COVID times. Oh, yeah, uh, COVID baby. Yeah, COVID baby. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, our, he's our little guy. We're hoping to have some more. I don't know when, but uh, hopefully coming up soon. Like uh, sooner than nine months? I... No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I'll just make it sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Could, could be the announcement. An announcement. <laughs> rad dads. Yeah, we're actually announcing on Rad Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Carly is my wife. Uh, she is a registered nurse like, well, I guess Jenna's a nurse practitioner, but uh, both in the nursing field, uh, she's awesome as well. She's uh, doing some per diem nursing, but um, she is pretty much a full-time mom. And like Josh said, it, it is a job that uh, I do not uh, enjoy as much as she does, but uh, it's, it's, it's a taskful and uh, struggle sometimes, but uh, I'm glad that I have such a great wife, so. Cool. Yeah, yeah both have wives in the medical profession. Yeah, yeah. These are very safe households. Yes, sir. I would think. <laughs> you would think. You would yeah. think, yeah. <laughs> we'll just, we'll stop there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool, so both of you, so Levi, Josh is, uh, 10 months, 10 months. Yes. And then Boston is 13. Mm-hmm. So this last year was your first year of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to give this kind of just to, to both of you paint us a picture of this first year. All right. How's it been? Is it what you expected? A little bit of the highs and lows. You want me to go first? All right. Um, so, uh, so we got pregnant pretty fast, like a day of wedding fast. Um, so wasn't really expecting that, but at the same time, it was, uh, an awesome experience to know that I was going to be a dad, uh, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also kind of surreal at the time until Carly was like very pregnant, like nine months mm-hmm. in, we're kind of thinking like, this is actually happening. Like yeah. we're bringing someone into the world. Buckle up. Buckle up buttercup um but yeah it it didn't really hit me though until he was born and i was like wow my life has changed like instantly like for the better and like i love him so much and um but now you go from you know being kind of like quote-unquote single family to a uh, family with kids and it changes and uh at first Mm -hmm. it's very different um and you kind of have to get used to it you're like you can't just go out and hang with friends, you got to think about the baby and mm-hmm. think about, you know, planning around your child. Yeah. Um, so I think that was, uh, that was tough in the beginning. Now we kind of got like a pretty good schedule and can kind of figure out, you know, Hey, we need to leave at nine cause you guys nap at 10 or whatever. Um, Carly's the one that kind of has that all dialed in. Mm-hmm. So she did like the sleep training and everything. So she's killing it. Um, but, uh, in terms of, you know, other things, I think each month has gotten progressively better and better. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't, you know, explain the feelings you get when you see your own child and it's like, we 
we made this this human being like and it, it's a combination of myself and Carly and it's it's such a beautiful thing and it's mm. it's it just shows you know God's God's love in in human form is mm. it's just amazing yeah um, but yeah I think it's it's been getting better and better and I love to see him learn new things and teach him try to teach him new things whether it's yeah. dunking a basketball or you know putting a car on a track or whatever it is but mm. uh, it's it's fun to see him grow up but I, I want him to slow him yeah. down now. <laughs> yeah. So. Once by. they start get start going, it's uh they don't stop. It's going by a little too fast, but yeah, I think that's uh the first year's been it's been a wild ride, uh, but mostly ups, not many crazy downs. Um, obviously, you know you have the scares of the sicknesses and um, whether they fall and hit their head or whatever it is, but uh, we seem to continue to get through it, and it's been great. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And Josh. Yeah, I think when you ask the question, is it what we expected? Um, I think slightly different from you guys, and I only am putting this together now. You guys got pregnant real quick. Yeah, real fast. Real fast. <laughs> yeah. Jenna and I were the opposite. It okay. took us a long time to get pregnant. Um, so I think for us in terms of expecting, there was a long time of yeah. desiring a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously through a lot of prayer and just a lot of mixed emotions, we had yeah. a lot of physical time to put our minds around, yeah, we want to be parents. For yeah. Sure. Um, emotional preparation. <laughs> yeah. Emotional. To the best that you can. Yeah. Right. 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 Now, to, to specifically answer your question, was it what we expected after we got pregnant? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, in my mind... How can you know what to expect? Yeah. Do you remember when we weren't married and you had ideas of what's marriage going to be like? Yeah. Yeah. And then it turned out to be that, but different. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing I felt with Levi. Like, mm-hmm. yes, but way different. Right. Yeah. Um, even in the, like the little things that you never even think about. Like I had a friend recently ask me, hey, when you have a kid and they're young, they just sleep all the time, right? So you can just watch Netflix. And I was like... No, <laughs> like theoretically, I understand why you right, thought that because right, I right. thought that too. So, um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been an adventure, like you said, Nick, um, a a deep adventure, and it, it's definitely grown. Jenna and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but yeah, so no, it wasn't what we expected. Sure, it was different but better. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely no matter if you're like emotionally you've been thinking and praying or it like was a surprise there's this like bittersweet growing pains that like you can never be completely prepared (laughs) that uh is and it's can it's a sacrifice too yeah and then people always say like you know it's a sacrifice it's hard then often right think about what one thing in your life that was truly good and truly meaningful was easy amen yeah not for me, right? So, yeah. like, why would it be the difference with children? So, yes, it's been hard. Yes, it's been challenging. It's mm. been very rewarding. Yeah, me. good. Yeah, we in Cosmo often say the the uh, the highs and the pros far outweigh the cons. That there's hard days and stuff, but even those hard days, we're always like, man. But do you remember when they did this today? Yeah, or yeah. The other day, and and that's what you remember, and those are the things that you cherish, mm-hmm. take with you. Um, all right, a little bit lighter but messier question. All right. Give me your best diaper debacle or just straight up poop story. <laughs> you know you've gotten poop oh, on, yeah. your, on your hands at some oh, point. Yeah. Or didn't know it. 
And then you smelled your hand later and you're like, how long has that been yeah, there? Yeah, that's true. No, fortunately, I've never eaten poop. So that's, that's good. A, that's good. That's I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, wink, wink. Yeah, okay. Whatever, Micah. Uh, no, I can easily remember. Honestly, about three months ago, Jenna was out dropping a meal around to someone and I was bathing Levi and I looked down and I'm like, oh, there's like bark in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Not bark, poop. Yeah. So instantly I'm like, well, hold on, poop. Is he going to get a coli? I don't even know if that's a thing. Yeah. Is he going to get pink eye? Yeah. So I pick him up. And as I'm picking him up, he's pooping. Yeah. <laughs> pooping. So now the water's full of poo. And I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. Like, do I, I'm fully clothed. Do I call a neighbor? Or do I be like, do I? So I screw it. So I took off all my clothes, jumped in the shower, getting poop on my feet, washed ourselves off. It was just, it's like a half an hour episode. It was a mess. Yeah. It wasn't great. A debacle. An absolute debacle. <laughs> that's a cuckoo. That's a cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, any um, any stories like that? Um, I mean, there's one I I remember, but it wasn't from me. Um, so we were on a plane. We were going to Washington when Boston was probably like five, six months old. And then Carly's like, "I think he pooped. Like he smells terrible." Like on the plane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know. Like go check it out. <laughs> go check it out." You yeah. didn't say, "I've got it, wife. Let me take care of she this." She was on the aisle seat. Right, so made more sense. Oh yeah, yeah made yeah. more sense. She's yeah. on the aisle. <laughs> it was way easier. Um, anyways, so she like goes back and and I'm like, she's been like gone for like so long, and I was like, ah, maybe I should just go check in on her. I was like, nah, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> so then like she still kind of come back, and then she comes back, and she's like, "Jib," this is like her nickname for me. She's like, Jib, it's, it, the poop was everywhere. <laughs> it was like, she poop, he pooped through the diaper all over his clothes, and then she oh, was like, trying guy. to get his like, clothes off, and it was getting on like, the Staring wall. Oh, oh my gosh. And so, it was, that's like a, a pretty classic story that I'll never forget, but. Uh, <laughs> it's like red tape. Yeah, it was, it was bad. And then, um, <laughs> there was another one where he was just like, on his um, changing table in our, in his like, little room. And Carly's, you know, I'm holding his legs up to, like, help him. And then all yeah. of a sudden, just, like, poop. Just goes, just, yeah. Just poop just right goes. on him, like a, like a little bullet, poop bullet. Right, right on her shirt? The, right to the shirt. Oh, Dude, man. Dude, it was, it was bad. It's almost she's, impressive. She's, she's, yeah, she's been getting the brunt of it, but... Uh, she sounds like a saint. She's a saint, yeah. She takes it like a champ. Yeah. And continues to wipe the poopy butt, so... Yeah. But, like, like those are the realities, right? It is. It like, is. Levi, when he was three months, peed in his eye. Yeah, like in perf- his eye. A perfect eye. Yeah, perfect stream. Right per stream and hit it right in the eye. Poor guy. That's it's a skill. <laughs> you can't teach that. No, you, you can't teach that. You can't teach it at all. <laughs> but yeah, that, those are our those are our debacles. Those are Debacles. good ones. Probably one of many, yeah. I would guess. Um so we were just talking downstairs to Nick and his wife. Both of them again are in the medical profession. Uh and so I'm curious, and it's so funny that you guys were just talking about it. Um, as a doctor and a nurse, how do you, um, well, actually we'll go back to that, but, um, I would think that as a doctor, it'd bring you more peace for like, your kids are sick, like, oh, we know exactly what to do. Or maybe does it give you less peace of mind anytime they get sick? Maybe a little bit of both. I think for myself, I'm pretty calm about it unless like I know that it could be serious and thankfully there hasn't been anything crazy. Um, knock on wood, yeah. Um, but, uh, Carly kind of freaks out. Uh, the, yeah, like the other day we were kind of talking about it. He had a fever and she's like, he is so hot. And I'm like, it's fine. Like he has a fever. All right. Like it'll be okay. Yeah. Like we just put him in a, you know, a nice cool bath 
you know, do the classic remedies, give him a little Tylenol, a little Advil, like he'll be fine. And she's like, no, like he's not getting better. His temperature's 101. And I was like, okay, well, like let's give him some Tylenol. It like went down. And she's like, okay, like he's doing a little better, but he keeps like tugging at his ear. And I was like, well, you know, I'll take a look in his ears. I got the yeah. little otoscope, you know, I'll, I'll take a look. So I'm like looking in his ears. I'm like, eh, I don't really see anything. And she's like, no, I know he has an ear infection. <laughs> and I was like, I promise her, like, she, he does not have an ear infection. She's like, he needs amoxicillin. <laughs> and I was like, he does not need amoxicillin. Like, he'll be fine. She's like, why can't you just prescribe amoxicillin? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, because he doesn't have an infection. It won't do anything. It's not going to change it. And she's like, I don't, I just don't understand. And then he gets better and it was fine. She's like, I'm sorry. Like. I was freaking out. I was just playing like mom at yeah. that time. And right, I was like, right, I get right. it. But I, you know, I was, I did go through medical school. Like I did learn some stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's different. It's our son. And I was like, I, get, I agree. Right, right. But um, yeah, it's hard. I think it's, it's hard to be, you know. It's uh, your kid. Rational sometimes. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know, it's probably just like a cold. And she's like, well, what if it's this? And I'm like, well, what if it's that? I don't know. It could be. But uh, what's. You know, I think I tried to be the voice of reason a little bit, and she kind of is the 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 heartfelt parent, which is mm. fine. And I'm I think it's a good mix, right? Yeah, because um, it's really easy. I could have been like, "Well, the freak!" Like, let's yeah. take the hospital. Like you're like, taking it too easy, or exactly, something. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it, it is tough, and but it's also helpful at times too. But then I'll bounce it like off my parents, because or her parents. Like I was like, "Hey, like." Ask your parents, like, what did they do when they yeah, had a fever? Right. And it was, like, the same things that we do sure, now. Right. They're like, Tylenol, Advil, put them in, like, a cool bath, get them, like, a cool, like, towel. And it's funny because all of a sudden we go from, like, usually we'll be like, just look it up. And then, like, she's like, well, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if that's right. Like, <laughs> let's call mom and dad. And right. I'm like, okay, it sounds good. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, that's a funny story. But uh, That's good to know yeah. that you guys, as a doctor and a nurse, both still call mom and dad. Oh, 100%. To see what they did. 100%. Yeah. We, we also have called you and your dad as a yeah. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this something we need to worry about or yeah. not? And you guys are often, yeah, the, the calm and collected. Yeah. Like, All right, well, if they don't think that, I think we're good. Yeah, it's usually pretty straightforward unless, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know a lot of things, but um, especially if it's, like, out of my scope. And I'm like, if it's, like, a skin lesion, I'm like, ah. Yeah. I don't know if it's something with like bones. I'm like, okay, I'm fairly right. comfortable with it. But um, if it's like a sickness that I've, I wouldn't know about, it, I'll be like, hey, just honestly, if you're concerned, go to the emergency room. Or if sure. you're concerned, talk to your pediatrician because right, they yeah. know more than me. So yeah, but or call at least I'm like dad. that, and I'm not like <laughs> I will treat this child. Sure, I'm gonna give him yeah. an IV and do this. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then how about to just, I, I know you guys have a busy, pretty busy schedule, um, especially you. Oh, yeah. um, how have you and Carly kind of balanced work and now, now as parents and having a good balance there? Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, the first two years of residency, I was working like, I mean, as you guys know, it was like 100 hours plus a week, mm-hmm. pretty consistently, uh, which is insane. Like when you even just say that out loud. Um, now I'm probably like between 60 and 80 a week, mm-hmm. um, give or plus or minus. That's a lot. <laughs> Still like a lot, <laughs> That's a but lot. it's, it's crazy because when you go from doing a hundred plus a week, yeah. and 80, you're like, Oh, this is not that bad. And then you're like, mm-hmm. 
people are normally doing 40 hours. You're like, that seems like not that much, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that I kind of find myself getting to is like the time that I do get to spend with Boston specifically, um, I like really, really cherish it because I know that I'll get home, you know, probably around six thirty, seven o'clock and it's his bedtime for yeah. the most part. So I just like try to play with him as much as I can. Sure. And, um, it, you know, it's not the most fun thing changing his diaper, but I get to like see him, you know, and I was talking to my dad about it too. He's like, yeah, I, like, I think when I was younger and when I had you guys, like I didn't have time to do all that. And now I do. And I actually cherish like getting to change Boston's diaper and like, you know, mm. whatever it is, just like yeah. little things like that. Um, cause time is precious with them and it's been, it goes by so fast. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it, it is tough to manage, but I think it is something that has helped kind of me realize what a gift he is mm. and what a gift my wife is. Um, sure. in terms of like having her being so supportive of, you know, my career and, um, just being able to take the brunt of the work, whether it's, you know, like at the house, like I get home and I'm like exhausted most of the time. And she's like, can you help with the dishes? I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> like, I'm just so like, yeah, I try, but it's right. it's like tough. You're like, I just want to sit on the couch mm-hmm. and like watch TV right now. I'm like, just got out of like five surgeries, you know? Sure. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough balance. I think we're getting better at it, but we're still not perfect by any means. Like I wish I would, spend more time, you know, like taking or planning dates for Carly and I just mm-hmm. to like go out and, um, enjoy our, each other. I think that's a, a lot harder, um, because I just don't have time to plan it or whatever it is. Um, but making that time is, is something that I'm trying to make more of a priority right. um, for her, um, just to maintain our relationship and keep it healthy and, mm-hmm. and loving, which it is. It's just, you know, you can always do a little more. Sure. Yeah. yeah, but that making tough, but. making the time that you do have count. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it's getting better as you know the years have progressed in my residency, so it's sure. nice. So and hopefully they'll continue to get yeah. better. Hundred <laughs> percent. So you have less hours. Yep. Cool. All right, we'll get back to the new dad questions. Um, Josh will have you answer this one. All right. So you ready? You ready for this? Yes. Um, if you could go back. And give yourself any piece of advice prior to um, Levi being born. Yeah. All right. What would you say to yourself? That's a great question. Thank you. Um, it's very applicable. I would say to myself, do not compare your child to other children and other parenting styles. Why do I say that? Is because I think that causes a lot of undue anxiety and or just... Mm-hmm. False expectations. Right. I think, obviously, you know, you kind of looping back, there are health criteria that you do need to make sure your child is, you know, healthy yeah. and, you know, doing certain things. Right. But I remember having preconceived <clears throat> notions of like, oh, my kid won't do that or my kid won't do that. Yeah, like milestone <laughs> type things. Well, even just like parenting style things, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, I don't care. Like, if that works for you, great. Right. Um, I remember our, I, I was very insistent with Jenna, like, I don't want our kids sleeping in the bed with us. Like, that's a no-go right from day one. Like, just forget it. It's yeah. not, not, I'm not used to it. <laughs> Night one, we come home from the hospital, and I literally said to Jenna, okay, maybe you can sleep in the bed. Like, I folded day <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just this idea of, yeah, just, just 
just do what works for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously within reason and within wisdom. Um, but save yourself a lot of anxiety and just put out the window the idea of my kid has to look like X. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that would be the one piece of advice I'd want to give myself. And then also just give yourself grace for the first three months. Right. The first three months are crazy. Survival. So just to survive. And that's okay. You know, like don't, oh, you know, by week three, I need to be back at the gym on my three days, you know, take it easy. It's okay. It's such a new life change. Have grace for yourself. Right. And after three months, okay, the kid's alive. Now we can start doing some other things, you know? (laughs) I think that's so true though. It's like all of us and me and my wife included, like we had certain things we're like, con- like strong convictions of yeah. before we even had a baby. And, it, and until you've met your child, like it's, you can have an idea, but like, just like you said, like night of you caved and that's okay. And for sure. Having grace for yourself. Is and I think if you look at it like convictions versus preferences, right? Sure. Like our conviction for Levi, Jenna was interesting about a couple months ago, Jenna said, What's the end goal for Levi? Like, you have, fun fact, 956 weeks until your kid's 18. Good to know. That's it. It's a lot of weeks. Yeah. I've already used almost 52 of them. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, and what do I want Levi to look like? Mm-hmm. And those convictions, like, we kind of sat down and said we want him to be a Christ-filled, a courageous, mm. and a character-filled boy, right? Yeah. Those that. are our convictions. Right. And then our preference is like, I don't want him watching TV until he's two. Sure. Well, I caved on seven months when he was driving right. and screaming. <laughs> Show Bluey. Yeah. I don't care. Put Bluey on. Yeah. So I think there's a difference between like character and convictions. And I would encourage people. Yeah, absolutely talk about your convictions for your child. Yeah, for sure. sure. But preferences, hold them loosely. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's good. Convictions versus preference. And Nick? Um, expectations. This is expectations of myself or of being a dad? What is it? Yeah, like, um, well, any advice you'd give yourself Back. before okay. before you've had, had a kid? Um, let's see. That maybe you were nervous about before having a baby or uh, weren't sure about that you maybe give peace of mind for or... yeah. I think the biggest thing was kind of the the unknown, like be comfortable with not being in control or like Mm. being comfortable with not knowing how it's going to play out. That's good life Uh, advice. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's kind of like being comfortable in the discomfort Mm. where at at first I was like, I I don't know if like I can do this. This Mm -hmm. is a lot of stuff coming at one time like I was uh, working a lot like I said and and then Boston pops out and all of a sudden you know you gotta help mom at night and two in the morning where I gotta get up at five in the morning and Mm -hmm. um, it's uncomfortable and I think it it is also you know as Boston grows up the unknown of you know what's he gonna be like Mm -hmm. Um, you know is he gonna be liked by his friends yeah. Is he going to get bullied? Things like that. Like, um, the unknown of, uh, you know, how it's going to be. I, yeah. I'm trying to let go of control in right. that and kind of just see how God can, um, work in him without, you know, me trying to influence what yeah. I want for mm-hmm. Boston rather than, um, what, um, God wants for Boston. That's I think that was uh, that it is a tough thing because I'm like, I want him to be 
this amazing, you know, sports athlete or whatever. Yeah. It's so easy to be like, his name is perfect for golf, Boston Bast. Like, sure. he can be right. like yeah, a perfect yeah, yeah. athlete. But maybe he's not even supposed to be athletic uh, at all. Yeah. Like, maybe he's supposed to, I don't know, be yeah. an artist or something. I don't know. But um, it's 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 actually kind of puts me at ease to to be to let go of that control and the sure. the, the quote unquote being comfortable totally. face. But yeah, I would say um, embrace the discomfort. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I feel as you're talking, I was thinking about like, and I think you'd be okay with me sharing this. Yeah. I know that in the past, anxiety has been something you've struggled with. Mm-hmm. And you've also shared a number of stories how God has used your anxiety to like show Jesus to people mm-hmm. um, as our hope, as our as the fact that he's in control. So it, it almost seems that like those times that you've really struggled with it, he's he was actually preparing you to, uh, to become a father with just exactly what you said, with having to surrender control with Boston's life. Yeah. So it's cool to see how God has like continue been continually been faithful mm-hmm. in your discomfort and allowing those things to happen to have you lean on God more. Yeah. yeah. So that's I mean, awesome. yeah, I mean I even think about I'm like, gosh, I really hope, you know, Boston doesn't have anxiety, but at the same time, like I can't control mm. for the most part yeah. whether or not he has anxiety or mm. depression, whatever yeah. it is. Um, I can only be there to like comfort and kind of walk with him through yeah. it. But um yeah, those are tough. It's weird because he's only 13 months. Yeah, yeah, right. But, you know, it's crazy because, like, in the emergency room nowadays, it's we've been seeing, like, kids younger and younger um, having mental health issues mm. because of trauma or whatever it is. And so um, you just, you know, obviously, you know, parenting is huge in regards to that. Most people that, you know, have those issues at a young age are have not as strong of households Hmm. for the most part but so that's like encouraging to know that sure for the most part he should be fine but at the same time it's just the unknown you know sure um but yeah that's pretty much yeah i would say great advice said embrace the discomfort yeah for sure cool um all right back to josh um josh i don't even like talking about this but you are going to be heading back to new zealand soon yes um, which is bittersweet. Uh, I'm completely being selfish on this. I think it's bittersweet for you guys too. But um, in knowing that, I would I would love to know what are you most looking forward to raising Levi in New Zealand in another country compared to U.S. Yeah, that's a big question. Um, so I I'll try and give a very short abridged answer. Um, Kind of like what I mentioned when Jenna and I sat down and said, you know, what do we want for Levi as the end goal? We, when we got married, and actually before we got married, we sat down and said, what are our priorities? Mm. I find that for many people, if you don't actually sit down, think and write things down, um, it doesn't happen. There's an old saying that goes, you face the direction you design um, and you go the direction that you face. The whole idea mm. of how intentional are you being about what you want in your life and where you want to go. And I mm. think that's very much a biblical principle too. But anyways, we kind of sat down and said, this is what we want our family to look like. And one of those characteristics was being around family. 
And I think having, I mean, you guys fortunately have both yeah, your family right. in the yeah, same yeah. town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both Jenna and I don't. Her family is spread out throughout California and mine is all in Auckland, uh, New Zealand. And so one of those characteristics was, yeah, we want to have a family around family. So uh, we prayed a lot about it and really feel like, hey, moving to New Zealand to be around family is important. Um, We have had an adopted family here in the States in many respects. Like you mentioned anxiety before, right? I've never been an anxious person until Levi was born. Mm. And I remember for about a couple of weeks, I really struggled with anxiety. And actually, Andrew Shear, one of the guys you had on the earlier podcast, he was such a brother to me and would just come around. And like we went for an early morning walk one time when Levi was sleeping and Mm. just talked about that stuff. And that whole family dynamic and we want to replicate with Levi. Yeah. A bit more of a clean and green and open yeah. environment. So, um, yeah, that's, that, that's, we're trying to be strategic with that move. We're trying to say, Lord, and it seems like there's been some really cool indications from him that we want to pursue that option. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's for us is one of the reasons why we're heading down that way and we're looking forward to trying just a bit more align some of our priorities as a family with a physical location. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we 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 have both have that, yeah. and that's one of the greatest gifts in parenthood is having support, and especially from your parents. Yeah, is such a game changer, and having people that because it's not always family, having, but having family that also shares the same values as you. Yeah, that's huge. Um, having those people in your life is just it's super valuable. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. yeah, cool. Um. So um, now that you guys are fathers, right? It's been a, it's been a year for one of you guys, uh, almost a year for you, Josh. Uh, are there? I'm curious if there's aspects of your relationship with God as your heavenly Father that have like finally maybe like made more sense, maybe been a little bit more relatable now that you're a father <laughs> experiencing your love for your sons yeah. and understanding now a little bit more of you know our heavenly Father's love for us. Has there been anything like that? You're like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, I would. Yes, yes, absolutely. I would say the love that we read in scripture about the Father's love for us or the Heavenly Father's love for us um, definitely has changed its element and its meaning now, now that I am a father. I remember sitting on uh, my uh, couch and I think Levi was about four months and he had fallen asleep in my arms and I looked at him and I remember saying, Levi, you're so precious to me. Hmm. And instantly I heard the Lord say to me, Joshua, you're so precious to me. Mm, wow. And I'd never thought of myself as precious, mm, right? Sure. Like I don't typically think that's an overly masculine word that we yeah. use. We use it to our wives, but right. we don't really use it towards... Yeah, I've never called you yeah. precious Until Josh. now, and I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> you, yeah. my God. Unless you're Lord of the Rings. Right? And like, exactly. Unless yeah. you're Lord of the Rings fan. Cha-ching. Well said. This is not Nick's experience. Yeah. He, is, he knows precious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then hearing the Lord say to me, Joshua, I love you more than you love Levi. Mm. was a concept that really hit home to me and how much the Lord loved me. Mm. So I definitely would say that's a huge element to me. Mm. But on the flip side of the coin is, I'm going to slightly change your question. Yeah, please. What have I found harder Mm. is connecting with the Lord like I used to before Levi. Mm. Like your time has changed. Your like, let's be honest, we get up, we go to work, we do things with Levi, we wash bottles, we change diapers. 
and I've had to really wrestle with what does my relationship with God look like now? Yeah. But having grace for myself that there are different priorities now. Like I used to wake up religiously in the morning, sit down with my coffee and my Bible yeah. in my favorite corner, right? Yeah. You had your routine. <laughs> Doesn't happen anymore. No, like, I feel that, man. You know? Or I'll wake up and Levi knows I've woken up. And it, like I get up at 5.30 and just as I'm taking my first sip, Levi starts being yeah. like, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's like finding those routines. And I remember hearing about you, Micah, you do your reading now like when you get to work. Yeah. Right in your car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got to figure out those things. Yeah. So I think two sides of the coin is, yes, figuring out and, and learning more about how God loves me as a, as a father now. and But then also on the other side, figuring out how to connect with yeah. my heavenly father in new and unique ways. And again, having grace for yourself to yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. God likes to shake things up once in a while in our lives. And I think it's it's always for our good. Um, but uh, that especially happens, I think, in parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, well, I'm going to have to try something different now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And just having grace for yourself. Because if you're anything like my personality, you're like, oh, what's wrong? Yeah. But no, as long as, I feel, as long as you're continually pushing and continue trying mm-hmm. to connect with the Lord, and it might be three minutes here or 12 minutes there, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to figure it out and, and keep prioritizing that as your number one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think about our our Bible stories that we read to our kids too. Sometimes that is our time. <laughs> All <laughs> to I connect with the Lord is literally reading the story to our kids that we're totally getting more out of it. <laughs> with the story of Jonah, <laughs> the whale. What is it that the, the Bible story, the Bible book that everyone has? Uh, the, the Jesus, Jesus Storybook story. Bible. Yeah, I highly recommend one. that one. Yeah, it's Sally Lloyd-Jones. It's like a devotional point. sometimes. But that's a really good point. It is, yeah. And it's like very simple. It'll yeah. like, Jesus loves you and you're like, that's what, I, that's what I needed, Lord. That's what I needed today. Yep. Yeah. Um, how about you, Nick? Um, I think something that hits me daily now is his graciousness towards you. Like, there's nothing Boston could do hmm. that would make me upset, like, actually mad. Sure. Like, regardless if he, you know, broke my favorite thing or whatever he did, I would still have so much love for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, I could see how God is also, he is like firm and there's some discipline where it's like, mm. he goes to like touch fire and I'm like, no, like yeah. Boston, don't do that. Right. You know, it's he, his gracious love is there, but also his um, like wisdom and discipleship mm. and um, just his What's the word? I'm trying to think of uh, like sovereignty kind of as well over him, like through God, like trying to point him in the right direction. But yeah, I think those are those are huge because I see is like if he smiles at me, I'm like, all right, I'm done. You know? Yeah. And like, that's how God feels Mm. about me. But sometimes you don't feel that way. You're like, right. Like, oh, well, I did this the other day, and I was like, hmm, probably shouldn't have done that. Kind of like, you know, the re- not the right thing, but at the same time, you know, God still loves me. Hmm. Which is weird to think about. Yeah. It's, um... It's like experience... It's, it's hard to, it's hard to yeah. explain it, but... I feel like it's experiencing His delight in you for the first time in a new way. Like, no matter what, like, I yeah. will always delight in you, even 100%. if I get frustrated. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's huge. And at the same time, yeah, I think it is harder to find um, time to be with God alone. Um, 
one, because I'm working a lot. Two, I'm tired when I get home. But um, it is cool to, yeah, like you said, read Bible stories to him um, and kind of just, you know, sing worship songs to him every once in a yeah. while. I think that is really cool. Um, but yeah, and you can kind of experience the Holy Spirit just, you know, worshiping, singing, you know, bless the Lord and things like that. It's mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Josh is laughing over here. Why are you laughing? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, okay. I, I, I agree 100% when you said uh, there's nothing that Boston could do that would make you, like, angry at him. Or yeah. frustrated. 100% agree. Nothing Levi could do. But... It is so surprising, and it'd be interesting if you guys would relate, the reality of the rage that you can experience <laughs> with a child at 2 a.m. in the morning when they will not sleep. Right? Oh, right. Yeah. Like, I am not naturally, like, an angry person. Yeah. You guys yeah. 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 But the, the, the switch will go. Oh, so, yeah. like, if you're becoming a dad or about to become a new dad, do not be, like, scared if suddenly at yeah. 2 in the morning you're just like, Levi... I am so frustrated right now. You're like, right. shut You're like, shut up. <laughs> like, I remember one point, I had to put him down in his crib and walk out of the room. Yeah. yeah. And I punched the door frame. Because yeah. I was like, I yeah. can't take this right now. That was a good yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah. I like, just put him, like, so, hey, medical advice 101, just put him down and then yeah. walk away. Right. Yeah, no, or I'll be like, Jenna, tag, you're in. Yeah. So we have it like, tag team, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So to your point, yeah, totally agree. But yeah. I, I was like, what? In the beginning, yeah, it's like Josh said, the first like three to four months, I don't care who you are, like if you think your baby's a saint, it's still gonna suck for the first like three. <laughs> there to are four some months. realities. Yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. Like it, you're not gonna get sleep uh, unless you have like some like angel baby. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just it's just you kind of comes with the territory. Right, and I I feel like what you guys are saying is like the. F- the fact, and it is a fact that like you will always love them, mm-hmm. but that's not always a lovey dovey, cuddly feeling. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you don't always have to feel like you love them, but the fact that you love them will always remain. Yeah, which is God's love. Yes, hundred yes. percent. Well, well so I think that yeah, but bridging those gaps for sure. Yeah, that's that's it, man. That is God's love for us. Um, and you saw God get angry in the Bible. Like Absolutely. that's, that's a, that is an, a God emotion, you know, yeah. but it's how we uh, treat that love by, you know, going outside of the room and punching the door rather than anything else. Yeah. Rather than anything else. Yeah. Like when Boston takes all the Tupperware out of the cabinets. Yeah. For the yeah. eighth time. Yeah. Time. yeah. You get a little cool. upset and be like, Boston. Either I'm going to get rid of the Tupperware and find a lock, <laughs> yeah. or I'm going to put you in your little timeout. Box. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question. Well done, guys. You've made it through. Um, give me or give us any pro dad tips that you have. It could be a pro, you know, you got to have this, got to have the stroller, right? You got to have this, you name it, or, or just any advice that comes, first thing that comes to your mind, pro, pro tip for dads, um, that you can uh, share. Um, okay, this is probably the coolest thing that we have. Oh, can't so wait. I got this like hiking backpack that you can put Boston or whatever your kid in. Yeah. So it's literally a backpack. It's an Osprey, I think. Uh-huh. There's other types. Yeah. But it's like the best thing ever because we used to have like the front, like um, I don't even yeah know, like a carrier pack? carrier pack. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is fine, but like I kind of like can't do as much with him in sure. front of me. Sure. And he doesn't sleep as well, but I put him in the, the Osprey backpack. Like, that thing, he's like, he can just 
chill out, hang out, and I can do whatever I want. Is want. it the one that cling, like, the he's clinging right to your back, or is he, like, up top and he can see everything? He can see, yeah. yeah. It's okay. kind of a little higher. Yeah. 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 I've seen that on, like, Facebook right. ads. Right. Oh, dude, it's, it's like, be the Swedish Alpine. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I picture. <laughs> but it's weird because I was like, well, like, well, we'd use it hiking. I'm like, I use it everywhere. Like, I'll use it just to go to, like, Target. You're, just, you're in the just house. To go. Just making a <laughs> yeah, breakfast in the house. like, up <laughs> Exactly. Vacuuming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a pro tip. Um, the other pro tip... Um, gosh, I don't even... You can end with that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, there's not many... I, I love it. That. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Josh? Uh, distraction. The, the pro tip of find ways to distract your kid. For example, one of Levi's best things is I will just take him and sit in the car with him and he holds the steering wheel and he looks at people walking past. Or I'll take him and drive to a grocery store parking lot and put him in there. And he's happy as a clam for 30 minutes. Yeah, a car is, it's a playground. It is, it is. Right in your driveway. It's a total (laughs) playground. So I would just say find ways to distract your kid uh, and go from there. Right, yeah, Yeah. that's great advice. I, I like that pro tip. All right. Uh, okay, so to close this out, um, Josh, would you mind praying for uh, specifically our new dads yeah. that are listening to this podcast, uh, but also just in general, just um, any dads, uh, maybe even moms that are, that are listening in? Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, good. absolutely. Heavenly Father, um, I want to thank you for the calling of fatherhood. It is such a weight of a call, but it also at the same time is a joyful and growing call. Lord, I pray for new dads out there that are in the thick and thin of it, much like Nick and I are. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray for strength and wisdom on how to lead their family, but also enjoy the family and um, grow the family in and through you, Father. I pray that they would keep the first thing, which is you, number one, and from that, Lord, um, know how to grow their marriage, grow their child up in the ways of you. Lord, thank you for the children that you have placed in our lives. Um, Thank you for who you are and what you were doing. In your name, Father, amen. Amen. Done with episode five and feeling alive. Thank you to all who have joined the carpool along with me in Rad Dads. I've felt your prayers and support. If you like this episode, please share it with a dad you know that you feel could use some encouragement. We're now on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you follow us on Spotify, hit that notification bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you follow us on Apple Podcasting and you liked the episode, leave a five-star review and follow our show as we continue this journey of fatherhood. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you guys next month in the coming episode of Rad Dads.